BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone had a splendid, wonderful, rejuvenating Monday. I think everyone did. From what I was seeing, everyone seems to be splendid, wonderful, and rejuvenating. I think that we're speaking for ourselves as well. Yes. And now it's a wonderful Tuesday, also known as Doosday, because Duke Daddy was in the building, and I plan on LARPing with him all show long. So LARP, that, LARP, LARP. If that bothers you, sorry. I can't help it. I know. If you knew do. Then you wouldn't know what it's like to lose yourself in a LARP. But you don't. <laughs> LARP, I recently learned, means LARP. Oh, did we not talk about this on the main show? We talked about it on the Patreon. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Because someone, like, accused me... Of LARPing. Of LARPing with the dogs. And so I said that to Claudia, because I didn't really know what LARPing was. And she told me that it's live-action role-play. And yeah, no, that's exactly what I do. Isn't it nice to have a word now, like, associated with who you are as a person? A hundred percent. It's, like, clarity. I feel seen. 100%. And you love to see it. You do love to see it. <laughs> yes, it was a rejuvenating day. Like, I did something I don't think I've done in five years. I slept the entire day. My body is just, you don't understand. I laid in bed for two years straight, and then I had five back-to-back days with 10,000 steps. Like, that's just not how I work. Yeah. So my body's in shock. And when I got back from the toast yesterday, I have so much to do. I passed out. I couldn't even keep my eyes open. I was just dead. I still don't feel like 100% bounce back. No, I mean, it takes time. You have to listen to your body. I'm trying. Keenly. Keenly. And what was your body saying? We're tired. Please stop moving. Please stop. And I said, man, I understand. I don't want this any more than you do. Yeah. So you, you took the time. I feel like I actually might sleep the whole day again today. Like, I know I sound dramatic for someone who literally worked for five days, but it's so laborious on your body, like the traveling and then like the mental anguish of like being in front of people and then the actual doing stand up for an hour. Like it's, and then flying out the next day. Like it was, and then I also went to a wedding. Like it's actually so hard on your body. So especially when your body looks like mine. So I'm very much enjoying this two week period, but this also is just like the busiest week. You know, everyone I know who like lives in LA is in New York. I have like so many holiday parties this week. I'm just not ready. How nice for you. So Sorry. many parties. I don't mean to rub parties, it in. Parties, parties, parties. No, it is a two-week grind over here. And sometimes self-care looks like sleeping in the whole day. I know. You know? And I just feel, I felt like I woke up, I felt so guilty. Like I had so many emails, like I didn't answer any of them. I was just like, I need a break. <laughs> like, I know. We have, I, well, we have break coming up, which I is going to be really nice. So we've just got to rise and grind for the next two weeks. And, and we told everyone, right? Our last show of the year, Morning Toast season four, four wraps is on December seventeenth. So, yeah, that's crazy. Whenever we like come to the end of a year and we're like wrap up our season, it blows my mind that we've been doing this for four years and then two years before that. Yeah, like no, we're going in our fifth season. We're going into our fifth season, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. 
I love a new season. Me too. Like I, I have like a new enthusiasm, a new outlook. Mm-hmm. Whenever I come back from a vacation, like I literally think I'm in a movie, like I'm a different person. Yeah, I mean, you can be anyone that you want to be. That's so true. So, and everything is just so festive this time of year. It's like, yeah, it's even nice. though we're rising and we're grinding, like there's lights up on the trees, like even in the streets, you know, it's just a nice time. It is. Of year. It and is. the weather is like, today's really chilly. Gor- but it's like but gorgeous. But it's been like gorgeously chilly for the last few weeks. Chilly. Yum. Ooh. It might be a chilly day. I need a break. From chili? Yeah, I was I making that. I was going too hard too often. And even though a chili sounds delicious right now, I can't deal with a fridge full of chili again. No, I fully I'm understand. Up to here I fully understand. With chili. Maybe I should try something else. Or, or a new chili recipe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Chili's just so fucking good. It's you know what so we should fucking do? good. You should make a chili for me mm-hmm. and I should make a chili for you. That way we have like well, the thing is, like, I don't really make chili. Ben does. Yeah. And the one time I made it, like, he told me exactly what to do over FaceTime. It's just like, I just want a bowl of chili, not a fucking vat. That, yeah, no, but, like, once you make it, like, you got to make leftovers. <laughs> of course. What's the point? No, totally. That's it's, the, the beauty of a chili. Chili is low-key toxic. Like, such a vicious <laughs> cycle. It is. Um, we have an amazing show because it's Tuesday, which means we have Dear Toasters in addition to the gorgeous Fast Five stories that you need to know. Um... And I'm ready to just like change people's lives with our advice. I really am. I am too. And I'm ready to dive right in because we have a lot to talk about. There's one story in particular that um, we should have been mentioned yesterday, but I guess I'm just, you know, blocking it out. Hmm. Um, you'll know what it, when, I, okay. when we say it. And so I think without further sure, sure, ado, sure. we could jump right in. I don't sure, have sure. any other life updates other than just enjoying the rose code. Other than the fact that you're pregnant and can't do anything. Right. I was reading all day yesterday and... The book is really good, so thank you to everyone who recommended it. I'm glad. Now, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by the Hydro Jug. Seriously, one of our new favorite items, these durable and reusable jugs hold more than half a gallon of water so you can stay hydrated all day. So we love the Hydro Jug because it holds half a gallon of water. It has a leak-proof seal, a wide mouth opening, which makes it super easy to add ice or fruit. It also has a carry loop, which is another option just to carry it easily. Um, It's dishwasher safe, BPA-free, and it's shatterproof. It's a fabulous bottle. All these like cool celebs, influencers are like obsessed with their hydro jugs. So if you want to stay hydrated but also be cool with a really cute water bottle, check out the hydro jug. It makes the perfect holiday gift. Yes, it does. <clears throat> um, because there's a color for everyone. It's affordable and everyone needs a water bottle. Give the gift of hydration this year. It's perfect for anyone on your list. So if you need some new gift ideas, the hydro jug will be perfect for anyone on your list. And of course, we have a code. So it's already affordable. But if you go to get... Um, Get your hydro jug at thehydrojug.com. Use the discount code TOAST for 10% off your order today. Hydro jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. And again, you can use code TOAST at thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating. Love it. Okay, our first story, some sad news that emerged this weekend, but I want to break it down with you guys and let you know that it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Little Mix is taking <gasps> a break. I know. So Little Mix put out a statement, like, out of nowhere. Nobody asked for this. Nobody was questioning anything. Nobody was worried about them. And all of a sudden, they said, we wanted to let you all know that after the Confetti Tour in April, May next year, we are going to be taking a break from Little Mix. It's been 10 amazing years, a wonderful nonstop adventure, and we feel the time is right to take a break so we can recharge and work on some other projects. We can't thank you enough for your love and never-ending support since the beginning. We love you all so much. We are not splitting up. Mm -hmm. Little Mix is here to stay. We have plans for more music, 
music, tours, and performances in the future. We've made so many incredible memories with you all, and we can't wait to make so many more. We're sisters, and we'll always have each other and you, the fans, in our lives. Little Mix is forever. Mm. See you on tour, Jade, Leanne, and Perry. Okay, I think we should break this down for a multitude mm-hmm. of reasons. First of all, I do like that they said we're not breaking up. But there's some other worrisome facts in this like we want to pursue other projects that means like maybe one of them has a lot of success with a solo career and doesn't want to come back even though she intends to right now yeah it sounds like a the one direction hiatus they're still technically on hiatus okay and that was after a member left I know. It, it definitely feels like it's mirroring One Direction, but I'm going to give you mixers all the reasons why we shouldn't panic yet. First of all, they did say that they're not splitting up. Second of all, two of the ladies are yes. new moms. So, like, of course they need a break. The only thing that's weird to me is, like, why can't they just take a break without announcing that they're taking yeah, a break? Yeah, the like, announcement makes it feel weird. W- plenty of artists don't put out music for years at a time. Adele. A- so the announcement is weird because, like, I would hope that the ladies want to take would a break. take time off. And when it comes to solo projects, I don't think that that's why they're taking a break because I do think that for the new moms, like, they're trying to work less, not more. And, like, yeah. why would you want to start, like, building up a whole new solo career when you have a great maybe thing Jane going? Maybe does. Ma- yes. And maybe she'll do, like, she'll be on some songs yeah. while the other girls are home. And, and that works for yeah. me. But I think, I really, really, truly believe that, like, they love each other. I, agree. I think they love being little mixed. I don't feel like it's a Fifth Harmony or One Direction situation where there is one person who's always been waiting to be a solo artist. No, I completely agree. These three, they're they're in harmony together. Yeah, literally. I couldn't if you if I had to say who would have the biggest solo career out of the three that are left, I really wouldn't know. I mean, if I had to say, I might say Perry, only because of all the Zayn stuff, in my opinion, she's the most famous one, at least in America. Okay, but like, is she the most talented? No, together. They're really I agree. Th- Better together. They're really one-third. They all pull their weight. And with Jessie leaving and like going on her solo career, like I don't think that it's tempting them to do the same. I don't think it's going... It's a flop central and nobody wants to be that. Right. So I believe we have every reason to be hopeful to be optimistic i think that they will come back and other projects could also mean like movies movies, you know so i'm not i would i would be more alarmed if they didn't take a break after like 10 years of bangers and now two kids yes i agree i'm not that worried but just if history has taught us anything it's not to be we're not totally in the clear no but like everything about the messaging even like their new song between us is about them as a band like nothing comes between us and it's such a good song and they use that as the soundtrack for the video that they posted and then they sang it on the graham norton show and they were all like crying and hugging at the end like i crying and hugging does not bode well no because they're gonna because they love it they love it so much they were like i'm i feel good about little mix and also like I could use a break from Little Mix. Like, they've been my top artist year after year. And, like, I can, we could take a break. Expand. Yeah. Diversify the catalog. Yeah. I'm good with a break from them. By the way, anyone who wants to take a break, an actual break, like, I will always encourage mental health. Being in the spotlight is so taxing. I fully encourage people to take breaks. We should normalize taking more breaks. I'm but just... break is often a euphemism. Even when Jessie first left the band, she said she was taking a mental health break. And we were right. like, please go yep. forth, prosper. Yep. And then, of course, that's not what it was. So we we have been burned so many times. That we're just skeptical. Yeah. I think that's fair. But I am not as skeptical as I, as I could be. Also, 
which is weird timing, BTS announced that they're also taking a break, but they were like, we're tired. Like they were also very clear about what it is. They're like, we're not bringing up, like we're exhausted. Why do bands feel the need to let us know when they need announce they're, when they're having a, a break in between albums? Like that's so normal. Right. No, it's like your PTO. Yeah. No, I agree. It's always the announcement that gives us like the willy nillies. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I do feel like some bands, when someone leaves, it tears them apart. Like mm-hmm. Fifth Harmony without Camila Cabello is just a bunch of, I'm sorry, like except for Normani, average performers like hanging out. It's like a cover band. So that made sense. When Zayn left One Direction, I think they were better without him. Like I didn't think they needed him to be what they were. And the same goes for Jesse. Like I actually think her leaving might have even made the band better. So I don't think it's one of those situations where someone leaves and it tears apart the whole band like it did Fifth Harmony. I just feel like with One Direction, like you could always feel them like bursting at the seams. Like they don't want to be these like boy banders, teeny boppers, you know, Harry Styles like is Mick Jagger and he's got to go do his own thing. Like that feel natural. But I feel like for Little Mix, like the band is really where they are in their lives. It's a reflection of who they are. I don't feel like they're like putting on. They're tied to the band in a way that they hate. Yeah. I agree. And that they're like, you know, it's, they go on stage and they have to pretend to be people that they're not. Right. I think they get to be fully creative, exactly how they want to be, the songs that they want to make, the songs they want to sing. I agree. I think that they're creatively fulfilled by the band. Whereas like One Direction, they were just like, we are. Turning out hit after hit. Like that they didn't write, that they didn't like. A hit factory. Yeah. Of such good music. Such good music, but they... The did, best set I was ever I created. think they were, like, embarrassed to be performing it, which is embarrassing for them. Yeah, I agree. Like, you need to work on yourself if you feel embarrassed by some of those unbelievable hits bop, made in bop, the AM. Bop. It was bop after bop after bop after bop. And I just... It, it actually makes sense now that they broke up because a band that good making songs that were only better than the next... Really, it's not sustainable. It can't last forever. So yeah, but it that's makes sense. not even why they broke up. They didn't even. I think they thought the songs were bad. No, they thought their music was trash, and and I think like as a society, people probably unless you're like a directioner, you probably like oh one direction boy band. They don't even know. No, they don't. The music that was made in those like five years, I think, is some of the best pop music to ever grace the earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being like dramatic. I'm being dead no, fucking serious. I totally agree with you. And I actually feel like they're never going to come to that conclusion because Harry has had so much success solo. So has Niall. So has like really all of them have. So they can No, always- actually, I would argue that only two of them have. Zayn's solo career is flop central. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about Zayn. Uh, I'm talking about the four who like Lewis left. Lewis is like, but he's doesn't on work. Some features. Yeah, no, he doesn't. I think and Liam is always like on no, some I, song on the chart. No, like, I think as Liam, a Liam and Lewis are like I think irrelevant. That Lewis is the most irrelevant. But I, I think he's tied for last with uh, Liam. Liam. No, Liam is just like but always because I know Lewis has gone through a lot of personal things in the last few years. So the fact that his career is not like number one priority makes a lot of sense. Like he's dealing with a lot. Got it. Okay. Well. Whatever. I think the worst of all the solo careers has to be Zayn because he tried just as hard as the rest of them but failed the worst. Really? Like that most recent album. Pillows? No, no, Jackie. That was like a million years ago. That was like right after he left. And he did some good shit with, with Taylor. But then he put out this album most recently and he had like this van going around New York City. It was so sad. It's called like Nobody's Listening, which was so ironic <laughs> because nobody was listening. I couldn't name one song off the album. It's like flop, flop, flop. So I think of all their solo careers, like his was probably the worst. Interesting, but also because he made the biggest stink about it. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, so we'll keep. And, oh, sorry, one more thing. Like when I, we analyzed the solo careers, what I didn't see coming from the solo careers was like Niall being really close to the best one. Obviously, no one beats Harry, but Niall's like way up there. Niall is nothing to smirk about. A hundred percent. It is. I saw him in concert. He underratedly has so many bops. Mm -hmm. He does. I feel like he still shows up to the hit factory and asks for music. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's the only one in the band with any taste. hundred percent. He's like, let me in. I want, I want back at the hit factory. His music is so good. Yeah. No, I agree. But it's very hit factory. Vibes, That's why it's good. Which is why it's good. Okay. We'll let you know if Little Mix, you know, gives us any more signals. But I would say for now, mixers remain calm. No cause for alarm. Yeah. They've been through a lot as a band. Yeah. So... I, I, I'm so here for it, mm -hmm. if it is what it is, if it is what it seems. Our next story, some fun comedy news. Netflix announces a comedy festival called Netflix is a Joke. It will be an 11-day festival held in Los Angeles in 2022, where over 130 comedians will perform. A live festival or like on the TV? Like in person? I, in person, like they're going to perform at, but it's also, it kind of reminds me of like New York City Comedy Festival, where it's just like, comedy shows all around town right. over the course of a month yeah. that are just build under New York City comedy festival. There are a lot of comedy festivals that like are um, build as a festival, but it's like there's no unity. They're just like a bunch of no. random shows during the same four weeks. When I hear there's an 11 day comedy festival, I'm like, oh my God, people are going to be sleeping in the desert for 11 days right. listening to comedy. But it's no. not that. It's like 25 Hollywood landmarks, such as the Greek Theater, the Hollywood cool. Bowl, Dodger Stadium, and the Crypto.com Arena. Oh my God, first comedy show at the Crypto.com Arena. We'll have all these comedians, including Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias, John Mulaney, Amy Schumer, Ali Wong, Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari, Chelsea Handler, Chris Rock, Conan O'Brien, David Letterman, Ellen DeGeneres, Ugh, Sherry. Enough with David Letterman. <laughs> I'm about to start Jerry with Jerry Seinfeld, Pete Davidson, Ray Romano, more. That sounds very good, like a good yeah, no, lineup. It's, and I'm sure they're filming it and it will be on Netflix. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be 11 specials or however many people you just named. Um, 25, I think you said? 130 total. Oh, maybe not everyone's getting a special. But um, I just... <laughs> maybe some are going to get like... To get like... Variety, clumped, yeah. A variety show. I just want to hark back to what I was saying about a minute ago. I've really had enough of Dave... No, David Letterman. Mm -hmm. um, I never found you funny. I never found you interesting. And I just feel like we've got to let let it go. Like, we're living in a different time. And David Letterman's, like, brand of, like, loser comedy, I just don't think it's cutting it anymore. And, like, when you see all these clips from his old show of how evil he used to be, like, I'm sorry, why haven't you been canceled yet? Yeah. <laughs> Not, I'm slowly becoming very pro-cancel culture. No, but it's, like, cancel culture should just it's be. A, it's selective, and it shouldn't be. No, yeah. It, if it's going to if it's gonna exist, which it does, it's roaring through town. Then everyone sure should get we're it. we're all on equal footing. Yeah, and so David Letterman, like, you are on my list. You need to be canceled, especially, most egregiously, because you're not funny. Like, you had Kim Kardashian for an hour, and you thought it would be funny to take her to CBS. Like, Please. No, and didn't ask her one new question that the true fans haven't known the answer to. Yeah, and like, thank God for her ebulence, talent, and radiance for making that hour so interesting because God knows it wasn't the bearded lady, David Letterman. Yeah, we know you're not about no, the I just, Letterman life. I just feel like he got so famous. I've said this before. He got so famous, so successful, like at the biggest show on television in a time where he was like one of three people who was up for it, like straight white man. Like, you're just not funny anymore now that like, Everyone has a platform, you know, with the internet and everything. Yeah. So that's what I feel. 
Okay. And I'm the president of his hater club, like 100%. No, we know. Uh, next time, I'll just skip over his name. Because no, it's I very triggering. I don't know how many times you can hear the David Letterman rant. It's like enough. <laughs> like, oh my God. Everyone on that list, like, I'd love, love to see it. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of, like, up-and-coming comedians if it is 130. Right. You know, and, and they'll be batched together. So could be a great platform to discover new comedy. Fabulous. But enough with the David Letterman. Okay. Okay. So we won't be watching that. No, but that sounds cool. It does. It was supposed to happen last year, but then the pandemic. Because, you know, it sounded familiar when you started reading the headline. Yeah. But now it's here. So if you, you know, happen to catch any shows, but right, it's so, also just like going to a comedy show. Right. I don't think it's the type of festival that you fly to. It's like, oh, if you live in L.A., there happen to be a lot of shows that, one, that month. Yeah. No, exactly. Uh, but just they're under the Unrelated. Like, of Netflix. Yeah. Right. They're all related to each other. Yeah. No, I have done two comedy festivals. Right. One of them was Minneapolis Comedy Festival, which I don't think is like really got its legs yet. And then I did Just for Laughs, which is a legit one, and I was very proud of that. Yeah, exactly. So very exciting for the comedy world. I like that. I like that Netflix is taking things IRL. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our next story, a little clarification? If it's a clarification that's brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, where you'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Here's how it works. You log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash toast. That's better H-E-L-P dot com slash toast and join the over two million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional in fact so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states the special offer for the morning toast listeners is 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash toast great now chloe kardashian is clarifying kylie and travis's relationship status chloe commented on a tiktok about the w magazine spread which the spread said that they were not a couple under the sheets, but they haven't. They are not a couple. Chloe commented saying, quote, wow, I don't know why this magazine would write this, but they are very much a couple. This is the messiest thing ever. If Because if you're on the cover of a magazine and there's a whole article inside about you, that's because you sat down with an interviewer and they got all this information firsthand from you. So I'm very confused. It wasn't I'm, speculation by W Magazine because you sit down with with a couple and they talk to you right so did they make it up did Kylie say it I'm extremely confused I'm extremely confused I can't believe like TMZ was so on the money this is just like another point in TMZ's column that it's like okay I'm gonna give credence I'm gonna refer to them on all things Kardashian at least yeah at least like the next time the whole thing is so I don't understand it me neither how how do we get here I don't know this is so messy like they really but good to know that they're together like that's the takeaway here but what the fuck yeah what, like, so a, an article that was literally out for two days is already irrelevant. Yeah, no, this is so embarrassing for W Magazine. Yeah, good for them, no one's seeing it. They probably just put all these errors in. Like, totally. Fuck it. Um, is it a story about Travis's legal situation? No. So, you know, there's all these lawsuits against him, and his official defense is, like, claiming absolutely no responsibility for anything that went on at the festival, and people are obviously really offended by that. Yeah. I guess it's, like... A legal defense, so he's just trying to like 
bear no legal responsibility, but obviously you are responsible. Yeah, th- it, that's... But it just makes him look even worse if we didn't think that was possible. Yes. And also in more legal news, Jesse took the stand yesterday. And said that and, the two people said, this is MAGA country. And today he's being cross-examined. Um, examined. So hopefully, you know, the real questions will be asked and, and we'll have some updates tomorrow. Now that is a court case I would be very interested in sitting in on. Of course. We had to like watch him do all these interviews. Like, I, But it's also like to be an actor on the stand. I know. That's what we were just talking about. Oh, did you watch the Alec Baldwin interview? I did not. I don't, I can't, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, I watched it. Okay. Um, and I think I just stand firm in, in what I've said previously. He said he didn't pull the trigger. We got no clarification on the interview of like how exactly a woman died. We got a lot about what Alec was feeling and how, how much Alec loves making a motion picture. Um, we got a lot of that. Um, what, it's clear that I, I do think this situation has really fucked with him. And so I don't, I still stand behind what I said like it's was a horrible horrible accident that I don't think Alec Baldwin was responsible for but he could be doing a hell of a lot better job publicly at being more respectful for the woman who lost her life so what's the point of the interview unclear so then and if he's really I mean I would imagine if something like this happens like it's incredibly mentally disturbing right what are you doing in an interview he's really unwell nobody asked for and you're still not giving answers you're giving no answers you're really like making the whole thing about yourself even though we said at the beginning like I don't want to make this I'm not the victim here and I was like oh good so then victim mentality like stop putting yourself at the center of everything I just didn't the interview did nothing for me except double down my feelings on thinking like I wish he didn't do this I wish he would act appropriately him and his whole family like need to calm down a little bit take some time out of the spotlight stop doing interviews stop pulling over on the side of the road to talk to TMZ because you're just making yourself look bad and it's hella disrespectful to the family of the woman who lost her life and like he says that he's going through all this mental anguish but then he acts in a manner that doesn't represent that and so of course actually he acts like he is losing his mind (laughs) like he, he really does he needs to stop like I really find I'm struggling between like feeling bad for him like oh my god what a horrible thing to go through but then also like really just having empathy for the person who lost their life the person who was shot their family and like having to watch Alec Baldwin like make this whole thing about himself yeah so I I don't think it was a wise PR move I don't think one thing he's done since this incident has been wise I didn't see anything that came out of the interview that made me feel compelled to watch it because it it still felt like no answers and just like this man crying the most compelling thing was that he says he didn't pull the trigger which like makes no sense right no no but then just explain like so how it went off right he doesn't know so stop doing an interview when you have no information and let the police do their job yeah agreed okay our next story is a little space news a little spachemin did you know that Michael Strahan is going to space in a few days I did know that and he's revealing the personal items that he's bringing to space, like some sentimental items. He can only bring three pounds worth of personal belongings, so he chose very carefully. Now, okay. here's what he's bringing into space, things that mean a lot to him. And then you can say, like, these Is things. Is it going to be a jersey? No, uh. it's really, like, really sentimental okay. stuff. And then you can say, like, these things were in space. So he's going to take along 12 shell casings from the 12-gun salute performed at his father's funeral. Wow. His Super Bowl ring. His wow. Pro Football Hall of Fame ring of excellence and two watches. Wow. A pocket, watches are heavy. Yeah, no. Um, a pocket watch that belonged to his maternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. A rare timepiece with a celestial face and a moon phase function. Okay. A lot of uh, watches. watches. Yeah. 
And he'll also bring up a pearl necklace from his girlfriend's late grandmother. Oh, that's so sweet. So, so sweet. Not to make everything about myself, but then I'm thinking, like, what would of I course, bring? I, ju- well, I have nothing of value. It's, like, sentimental value, like, in my home. Well, you would, I think you would bring some mer- to- toast merch. Oh, it'd have to be really light. I'd bring a toast pop socket. Yeah, and I would also bring, I think, a little podcasting equipment, podcasting from space. No, of course, no. I, okay, I could think of a million things for my business, but, like, I don't really have, like, like, if I had, like, something from Daddy. Like, I don't have anything. What would I bring? Yeah. I guess I have, like, a watch. Yeah. You have to think about it. No, but see, like, it's nice. Michael Strahan, like, keeps things. Like, I don't have anything. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, any awards. You could bring your, um, you won that Gift of Life yes, award. Yes, I could also bring my Shorty award. I won, once won from a fan, number one and Sneetches award. And she made Jackie, like, a full-blown, oh, fuck, I forgot to bring you something. I was wondering if the gifts were starting up again from your tour. I got a bunch of gifts on tour, which I loved, but someone came to a show, and she was like, this is my Aunt Sue, and Aunt Sue was so fucking cute, and she was like, I'm the oldest person here. I'm like, literally every person over the age of 30 says that, like, you're not the oldest person here. She's like, well, I'm a librarian, and I have a gift for Jackie, and it was so cute. She gave me this envelope. And I did, like, rifle through it before I threw it in my suitcase. Um, and she told me she had a book, a list of books that she thinks she would like during the rest of your pregnancy and just, like, for the future because she feels like you guys have really similar um, just vibes when it comes to reading. And then a little baby gift. It was a little bib. It was so cute. I have it at the house. I, I'll so bring it for you tomorrow. You told me about Aunt Sue when you were on the road, and I'm so excited for her that letter. Was so, it was such a thoughtful gift. I was, like, going to cry. That's, Claudia, that's so beautiful. I know. Wow. And so any other gifts that you got this weekend that you would bring to space? Um, you know, I, I get a lot of custom tumblers. Like, you know, we have this one at shopmorningtoast.com. And the girls got a drink. And someone gave me, like, Theo's mom, Theo's dad. Really cute. I have a lot of cups. You could bring a lock of Theo's hair to space. Oh. Well, Theo weighs about 20 pounds. You, so you go on a strict diet. Here's the thing. If I lost 20 pounds... Do you think they would let me bring Theo to space? That's so interesting. You I would do give it. up part of yourself. No, for Dew. I mean, Dew is definitely worth my fupa. Dew probably weighs the same <laughs> amount as my fupa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so interesting. It makes you think, like it maybe makes, a piece of jewelry. Yeah, it makes you think. But I also can't believe Michael Strahan's going to space in a few days, and then he's going to come back having been a spaceman. Which one is he going with? Blue, Elon? O- Blue Origin. Is that? Jeff? I think that's Jeff. I think it's Jeff, too. I had just recently heard about this, and I thought it was very cool. You know what's so funny? Michael, Michael Strahan is just, like, the most popular guy. Beloved. Like, no, like, anytime there's, like, an opportunity, like, whether it's television, space, they're like, who's someone that everyone likes? And it's, like, Michael Strahan. You know, he must be just, like, a lovely guy personally because people just want to give him these opportunities, you know? Mm-hmm. He must be just, like, nice. Yeah, and I'm sure he's a pleasure to go to space with. He's a pleasure. So, and, if, and maybe this will be a trend of, like, other celebs. Is he doing the one, like, the 25-minute? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he's moving up there. Right. I think it will just be, like, a popping in and out, say you've been to space. That's cool. He must be so nervous. I, I mean, yeah. What kind of prep do you think you have to do, like, for your body? I think a lot. I watched a trailer for um, a space documentary, and there's a lot of things. Oh, a trailer, wow. Yeah, just a trailer, and it just taught me that there's a lot that goes into going to space. Yeah. And you have to learn. Well, I mean, if it's the 25-minute ride, probably maybe not. not. Maybe the Maybe he whole could thing. hold his bladder. Yeah. But you do have to learn how to, like, pee and poop in space and all these things. Pooping in space must be so weird. Like the second the poop comes out of your butt, like it goes floating above your so head. So you have, I think you have to poop into like a, a, a tu- cylinder, a tube or a yeah. bag or something. I smell like. Stressful. Yeah. Being an astronaut's like all fun and games until you have to take a dump. <laughs> 
Oh, I know. Like being an astronaut's all fun and games until you get your period. Yeah, and I think also for women, it's much harder to pee to pee in space than it is for men. Oh, a hundred percent. Just like on a road trip, any road trip. Just like literally life, day to day. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of personal hygiene things I don't think I can get on board with. How do you put a tampon in in space without it, like, floating away? Yeah, I think maybe if you're on your period, you can't, you can't go. go. Which is just, like, misogynistic. Or, yeah, or you could, as part of space prep, like, you know, get on some sort of cycle. No, there's, like, a there's a thing on TikTok. Remember when NASA sent a woman to space for only six days with... 100 tampons. They sent a woman to space with 100 tampons for six days. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, that's a little extreme, but, like, that's what I would need if I was going to space on my period. No, I would be so uncomfortable with every time I put in a tampon. It's like, oh, got to take it out, put in another one. Yeah, no, because it's constantly defying gravity. And you know what? Does your period flow down if you're in space? That's true. Maybe I feel like it would come out your throat. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting i'm crying it's something to think about we need to have a space a female space expert we really do to ask these tough questions yeah. but it's very much a thing i think people have asked these questions because i've seen like you know things that are fun people facts, are curious fun facts about women in space but you could also you know like get on uh, birth control or something and make sure that, right, right, that you're, you're not, not going to have your period in space. Yeah. No, it's just like there's too many. I have too many bodily issues to really take the chance and go to space. Like what if I react weird to some space food and like have diarrhea, you know? Yeah. I just am not comfortable with that. And then you're like with other people. In well, the I'm sure you have to train your body to space food before you go. Right, right, right. There's, you know, they, they think about those things. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Interesting. <sighs> Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's the final story. <laughs> Justice for the female astronauts who bleed out their mouth. Are you okay? Who <laughs> bleed out their mouth. It's gravity. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, Tasha Adams broke her silence on her split with Zach on the Mentel All stage last night. She said, quote, I'm heartbroken. So Tasha spoke out after calling off her engagement to fiance Zach Clark nearly one year after the proposal between the two of them aired. So Caitlin noted that Tasha wasn't wearing her engagement ring. Tasha said, quote, all I have to say is that I'm heartbroken, but we really tried hard and I still love him very much. And I'm not sure what the future holds. You know how it is. It's really tough. Caitlin responded, I sadly do know how it is. It's really hard, but we're here for you and obviously want you to be happy. Then Tasha walked off while they brought on one of the suitors. Um, she Michelle. just like needed a minute, and then she came back and joined the show because they are the hosts. Right, right, right. Which I, this I didn't is their even, final time, right? I didn't even put together that um, we were going to see her, and she was going to have to address this. Me too, because I'm so like not in on what's going on in Bachelor Nation. Mm -hmm. I just love Tasha. I don't know what happened in the relationship, but I'm 100% on her side. And yeah, this is sad, but like, I just want her to get over it so we can start, like, shipping her with other people. Yeah, I think it's going to take some time. And I'm sure, like, having to go on live TV, like, two It's, like, annoying to is... talk about it when you're probably not even ready. Yeah, and I don't know what... And it also feels like maybe this is just me being hopeful, but, like, 
maybe they could get back together. You never, I, you, if we don't know what happened between them. So maybe it's just like things weren't working. They needed a break. Yeah, that's possible. But just like Little Mix, sometimes break is not good. Yeah, but also sometimes if you're announcing your break, like that's, that's the final. Right. Straw. I think that if you were really just actually taking like a month off from each other just to see where you land, you wouldn't make the full announcement yeah, and stop not, wearing your engagement ring. Not when so many people have so much invested in your relationship right. or your band. Right. Or your band. So just love to Tasha. Die for her. Yeah. Hope she's doing well. I'm me, sure she is. Me as well. And um, if you want more Bachelorette content, head over to The Snatcher. She has a new episode of The Snatchlorette, Men Tell All, up now. And you get to catch up with The Snitch, which is such a fun thing to do. It's so exciting, The Life of Snitch. The Life of Snitch. That would be her reality show name. Yeah. And then everyone would be tweeting about it. T-L-O-S. T-L-O-S. And log. <laughs> um, okay, well, those were the past five, and I definitely feel as though you needed to know them. I agree. I feel like you guys are in a good spot. I feel satiated. Mm-hmm. Um, but the show's not over because it's Tuesday, and that means it's Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. So if you ever want to write in to us, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. Let us know um, what's going on. You can keep it anonymous. We will protect your identity at all costs. And also, if you've written in to us recently and we've given, given you some wise, sage advice, did you go with it? Did you not go with it? And give us an update. We, we want to hear know. from you. So the Dear Toaster segment is brought to you by Skylight Frame, which people have been messaging me nonstop asking for the code. So Skylight Frame is the photo frame you can update instantly by email or from anywhere else. It's a great way to feel close to those you love, even when you're separated. And it's super easy to set up in under 60 seconds. Plug it in, use the touchscreen to connect to the Wi-Fi, and enjoy. Sending photos to Skylight Frames is effortless. So you give the, the frame to your grandma, and then you're a million miles away on your phone emailing to the frame, updating new photos for Graham, and then you'd be like, Graham, look, new photos, and then she goes over and she thinks you're a magician. It's perfect for everyone in the family. You can just email them the, email the photos to your personal Skylight email address, and they pop up in seconds. So people can send photos to the frame. It's a great way to keep large networks of friends and families in touch. It comes in a black frame and a white mat, so it looks like a real photo frame that adds a beautiful touch to your home. It has a gorgeous 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent the photo. So it's the holiday season. This is an amazing gift for someone you love, someone you're related to, someone you don't see very much. If they live in a different part of the country, it's really a great gift. And they have 100% satisfaction guaranteed. So if you don't love the skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. Um, Okay, here's the offer. Listen, because everyone's been messaging me. You can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code TOAST. So that's $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com with code TOAST. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code TOAST. Wonderful. All right. Dear Toasters, dear Claudia, Jackie, Theo, Little Bibbit, and Bruno. Long-time listener, first time writing in. I'm writing in for my friend who's about to get married in eight months. She's having a quick engagement because her fiancé has a job where he's, where he's gone for weeks at a time. I don't think eight months is a quick engagement. Me neither. I think it's a perfect amount of time. She asked one of her friends to be maid of honor. I'm a bridesmaid. But her friend currently lives in New York City, and we live in the South where the wedding is. This has caused some logistic issues for planning wedding stuff already. Even worse, she hasn't been available to help my friend plan her wedding because she has a really busy job. Two of the bridesmaids are lawyers, including myself, and we all have busy jobs. So that's annoying to me. My friend has been <laughs> my friend has been relying on the other bridesmaids who live in the same city to help her plan everything. My friend's fiance is out of town for her job, 
and she feels like she has to plan this wedding on her own and her maid of honor has essentially left her high and dry. I think my friend finally hit her breaking point with her maid of honor when she complained about having to share an Airbnb house with eight bedrooms with the bridal party after my friend had already paid for it because she didn't want to have to share a space for two nights with the wedding party. She also said she couldn't have the bachelorette party on one weekend. We can all go because it's the weekend after her boyfriend's birthday and they might go somewhere. She hasn't taken any steps to plan the bachelorette either or connect with the bridesmaids so we can help plan. My friend is now regretting making her her maid of honor. Should she say something or should she just preserve the friendship and let it go until after the wedding? Okay, so I'm like feeling like are we responding to the bride right now or to the bride's friend? We're responding to the bride's friend who is not the maid of honor but, but who's like acting like the maid of honor because right, no, the no, maid no, of no, honor. No, I know but I feel like this is an issue that the bride should be having. Not so she just, wants to know what advice should I give the bride? Right, so basically but it's like, we are the, the vessel in which. Is the bride asking for advice? Like I feel it like. It doesn't seem like she is. No, I feel like maybe she is. Like I do feel like by the she end. She said. Should she say something? So yeah, I guess. I'm going to go with the fact that, like, you told her, you know what, we're having this issue. I'm going to write into my favorite podcast. Right. They're going to tell us what to do. A hundred percent fire the maid of honor, but not, like, just be like, you, you obviously seem so busy. I don't want to be more stressed on your already busy life. I'm just going to have someone else be the maid of honor. I love you. No, no shade. I'm being just, it'll be better for both of us. A hundred percent. Maybe don't even have someone else be the maid of honor. Maybe go no maid of honor, because otherwise, like, that could cause friction. And also then you're, like, promoting. It's just, like becomes a bit of infighting mm -hmm. so maybe just be like listen I I didn't realize what the role entailed and I think I'm putting too much on your plate when I can handle it and some of the girls down south can handle it too so you are relieved of your duties like I love you do not worry about it I'm not mad I'm not mad like I, but this is off your plate and just act like you're Put doing it on her, you act like you're doing her favor yeah that's a really good idea act like she asked and then like the the friends who live down by you who have been like going out of their way to try and plan you, you don't have to make them the maid of honor. Just be like, I'm now bestowing these responsibilities onto you. Because these girls seem eager to help. Like, the girl yeah. who wrote in. No, and like, neither of us had maid of honors. Mm -mm. And everyone, like, pitched in with their, you know, specialties. I don't know, but, like, weddings in the South are, like, very traditional. But, and yes. a maid of honor is, like, an important task. Like, you hold the rings. I don't know what you do. But, no, but it's, like, an important thing. But in terms of, like, planning the bachelorette party and stuff. But I think it's, like, you need someone, like, in name to have that title. I, I don't think that you do. I think that this is something that you can part with. Me too. It's like a little immature. Yeah. Like you're no, my best friend. Like you tried. It didn't work out. No need to like cause political infighting with the other bridesmaids just to have a maid of honor to say that you had a maid of honor. Yeah. And you know what? This is when it's like just so easy to have a sister because obviously even if you have the best friend in the whole world, your maid of honor is always going to be your sister. So like yeah. it's like a scapegoat. Yeah. I agree. So and then also I think that the bride is going to have to pick up some of the slack. You, but I don't think that's a bad thing. No one's going to be as invested in your bachelorette party as, as you. you. Like, I feel like for our bachelorette parties, we did prime, like, we I planned, planned the like, the, I remember doing, like, finding everyone's schedule, because, like, also, I'm close with everyone who's coming. But you're the center of the group. Right. So, we real, and then we can do it, we can go exactly where I want to go, mm -hmm. and then everybody, you know, brings the shirts, and brings the merch, and, like, brings and the, the energy. vibes, and, and that worked, and yeah. I think it makes it a little bit less painful for everyone, like, and less, And like, painful for you, like... No one knows what you want for your bachelorette party better than you. Yeah. And when other people have to not only, like, pay for the trip and go on the trip and spend the time, but they also have to, like, plan, plan it. it and maybe they get it wrong. Like, I think you can alleviate everyone's burden and get the exact trip that you're looking for. I agree. I think it's all good. Me too. Don't sweat it.
Don't sweat it. It's really not a big deal. Yeah. And you're the bride, so everyone has to be nice to you. 100%. <clears throat> it sounds like you have good friends who are writing into a great podcast on your behalf. I'm not worried friends about Friends with you. taste. Friends with taste. All right, next up. Hey, Claudia and Jackie, longtime listener and lover of the podcast. So my question slash issue is one of my best friends has these parties for the holidays, Memorial Day, Labor Day, New Year's, etc. And each time she hosts a party, she puts out a jar requesting donations for the food that she provided at the party, which is like hamburgers, hot dogs, chips, pasta salad, nothing so crazy. Her and her husband also request it to be BYOB also. We're in our early 30s and they both have pretty well-paying jobs. Usually no one puts any money into the jar and she gets really upset. <laughs> should I tell her that no one contributes anything because it's fucking tacky as hell? Or should I just say nothing? Any thoughts and opinions would be great. Love you guys. You make my day better by doing what you do. And congratulations, Jackie. I'm about to have my first baby girl in a few weeks. Sincerely, an anti-contribution party goer. That is wild. When you Can first I, started sharing this, I was like, wow, how cool to be the girl who always has a party. Like, you and know, how nice to be the, a friend of that girl who always has something to do on Labor Day. The hostess with the mostest. This is the hostess with the leastest. Like, I just want to say there are two very different things. This tip jar is so insane. I think BYOB actually is a nice thing. Like, you're alleviating something for the host. Alcohol is expensive. If everyone just brings one bottle, I don't think that's a big deal. I don't think BYOB is When I have a party, crazy. I ask everyone. I'm like, please bring a bottle of tequila. I'm and never going to have And enough. it's like, I will have some, for sure, but bring more. I don't want to have to, like, buy a million cases and then, like, people might not drink it. Yep. And also bring what you like. I like a little BYOB. Me too. But you can't also, like, have nothing. No, you got to have, like, the base, but in the hopes that pretty much everyone brings a bottle of whatever they're going to drink so that you know exactly that everyone's covered with what they want. Yeah. I think that's totally fair and actually a better es way to throw a party. Especially at this age. Like, everyone totally can afford. Fine. I've never heard at a tip jar, a contribution jar for a party to help offset the cost because it's like, then don't have a party. That's awful. I'm sorry. Like, that's really bad. No one's like asking you to have a party. And, and if you can't swing it, then that's totally fine. No, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. I don't know that I would say something because, like, it takes a big set of balls to put out a jar like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's something that she hasn't thought through and, and felt like she wanted to be that person. Well, she made that decision and she has to sleep at night. Just so. make sure, like, that no one is contributing. Make, you Please don't ever feel yeah. compelled to contribute. Yeah, and you don't have to say anything. Like, you know, just reap all the benefits. You now have a party to go to every New Year's, every Labor Day. It's nice. And, and maybe, you know, in a few years of no contribution, she'll get the message. Right, right. The silence will be deafening. That's insane. Th that's a really kind of bizarre... I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that because... Don't throw a party. Don't if, throw a party. If you don't... Like, when you throw a party and you're like a, a host, you're really doing it for the love of the people. You want them to all enjoy themselves. Not for any sort of, like, financial reason. Like, and because you throw, if you... If you if you need financial help, then you shouldn't be throwing the no, party. No, or you throw whatever party is within your means. Right. There's all different kinds of parties. Right. So I'm just and I shook. And you know what? If you're throwing a party and you want to offset some of the costs, like you can do like a potluck. Like there are ways to be like tacky without being so tacky. Like there are ways to just take things off your plate. Like, oh, can someone bring dessert? Yeah. Oh, I've got everything covered, but someone can just pick up some sodas. Like... There are ways, the tip jar is just like kind of obvious and tacky. Yeah, no, it's like we're all doing you a favor by coming Nah, I'm good. And now, yeah, very bizarre. And then it's like, if if everyone starts paying for the parties that they go to, then then the next person who has a party should get, you have to pay them. No. And then if people start paying for the parties they go to, well, it's like, well, I don't want hot dogs. I want macaroni and cheese. 100%. So it's just a slippery slope. Do not put anything in the tip jar, but also don't say anything. Just let her, like, embarrass herself <laughs> in her own way, okay? 
Here's the final one. Yeah. Hello, ladies. First of all, I listen to the podcast every day, and I love you guys. Jackie, congratulations on your pregnancy. Being a mama is so special. Thank you. I gave birth to a precious little girl in September, and as a push present, my husband is having a band made with sapphires, her birthstone. I was so excited about this super sentimental gift, and I, so I sent a picture to my mom of the rendering of what my new wedding stack would look like. Fast forward to today, we were talking about what everyone wants for Christmas, and my mom says that she's asked to have a band made with blue stones to go with her wedding bands. I literally thought it was a joke. I have a great relationship with my mom, and she's an amazing grandmother. She's always copied things I've done, like wearing some of my clothes from high school, buying the same running shoes, having the same home decor, buying the same designer purses that I have, and she even copied my perfume last year. I've always thought it was a little cute, but a little annoying, so I've never said anything besides little comments here and there. But now, I can't help but feel like copying this is a step too far. I tried to give her ideas of other ways she can celebrate her grandkids with a pendant, bracelets, even different kind of ring. But after 30 minutes of trying she to gently talk her into something different, she said she really wanted the ring and my dad was going to get it for her. I really want this to be my special thing and having her matching one with, having her have a matching one will really bother me. I don't want to be a bratty daughter who bitches at her mom for copying her, but what do I do? It's kind of weird. so funny. I don't know. It's, it's kind of cute. Yeah, it's not like that big of a deal. I know, and, but, and it's, I feel like this toaster like is has a good attitude about it in general right it's clearly like a theme a thing but this is just one thing that has gone too far for yeah. her and she's trying to put her foot down and it's just not working so I really don't I don't know what to tell you other than to just maybe be honest about your feelings not like maybe a pendant maybe this be like listen this is something that like I want just for myself like I love when we twin but I just want this one thing yeah you have to go to be all, mine. you have to either go all the way like just ignore it or be communicative you can't be like murky in the middle yeah no and like just be honest about your feeling as opposed to like trying to dupe her into wanting something else but also no it seems like your mom loves you so much like when you if you do communicate it with her like she'll be really hurt so just think is it worth it because this is not an ill-intended thing it's very sweet yeah. It's overstepping boundaries, but it's really sweet. It is. It is sweet. And also, I, then I don't want her to get the wrong idea, like, that she can never copy you again, like, on the running shoes and stuff. Cause, it's like, cute. It's so cute. And it doesn't seem like it bothers you at all. Like, I just can't relate because nothing I do or any of the ideas that I have is, are, like, creative enough or cool enough for people to copy. Like, I'm always copying you. I'm always copying other people. Um, so I think that if someone did this for me, like, I would be so unbelievably flattered that they, like, liked something that I came up with. So I can't relate to it, but I, I can see how it's annoying. I agree. It just, it really, for me, would depend on who's copying me. Like, and if what it's it is. someone, yes, but, like, if it's someone that, like, I love so much, like, anyone in the family and they were copying me, I'd be, like, so flattered. Yeah. Truly, sincerest form of flattery. But if it was someone who, like, Stop copying me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like some people just like get under your skin. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's like, especially when, pe it, yeah, it just depends on the person. But it seems like in most respects here, like it's it's a really sweet thing. But I understand wanting this one, you're allowed to like, you know, have your boundaries. I would just try being honest. Yeah, and then let us know how that goes. Yeah. Um, Honesty is the best policy. For the most part. Depends on the dear toasters. Thank you guys for writing in again. If you have written in to us recently and you have some sort of update for us on how the situation unfolded, if you took our advice, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Send that to deartoasters at gmail.com and any other issues you want us to read. That's every Tuesday, deartoasters at gmail.com. And that is our show. 
our show. No one else's. Could be confusing. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for actually listening to the end because you're a true toaster who values our opinion. And we obviously have to do the blood emoji um, on <laughs> our Instagram so go drop that emoji on our Instagram to let us know you made it to this entire episode and you really appreciated the candid conversation about menstruation in space <laughs> have a great day everyone we'll Men's see you tomorrow space what <laughs>